Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the Flogcast for Round 15. Starburns from Richmond is here and I'm joined by Geelong's Teach. Hello. Hawthorne's Penal. Hi there. North's Dane. Hello. And St Kilda's Cookson. Hello. Alright, so yeah, before we begin, this is obviously due to what happened last week with uh, Phil Walsh. This is going to be a different type of episode. We're going to approach it a bit differently and just makes football a little bit, puts in perspective and it just makes taking the piss just it's not quite the same. So we're going to be a bit lighter this week, or at least going to try to for as long as possible before we just can't maintain the positivity any longer. I'll say this. I mean, Phil Walsh, he was the man. You listen to his press conferences. Some of them were a bit different compared to what we're used to. He was definitely a character. He was someone who found beauty where many people did not. And Van Ho, I for one hope that wherever Sorry. he is, he's with Dean Bailey and all the other deceased footballers, and they're just talking about football and watching it from wherever they are. And sharing a beer. And I think that's the thing. Like, we had some fun, at, not really at his expense, but just on some of the things he said, because it, he was that character. It was amusing. Like, he did, he did things that were interesting. He, the Crows, as a whole haven't been interesting for a long time and I guess the West Torsham shit fights do that to us a bit but he was genuinely funny in the way that his enthusiasm kind of um, what's the word? I watched him a couple of weeks ago on 360 with an interview uh, with Robbo and like you just genuinely got a feel for the man he was and he was authentic, he was genuine and above all he loved football and was like immensely passionate about the sport and he had a lot to offer it and it's a massive tragedy that um, he won't get to fulfil that in the in the senior coach role. The way his enthusiasm manifested itself was what I was looking for. The way it actually came out was Infectious. the way he talked about it. Yeah, he just he offered analogies that no one else offered. He was he actually reminded me of a Sheedy's character. How Kevin Sheedy would say bizarro things that still made sense in a certain context, but they were just really weird ways to say it, and it was kind of amusing like that. But it was still said from a point of view of actually really enjoying what you're doing and despite all our bullshit we enjoy this and we enjoy the game as well so everyone's got that in common I think and, and, and I think that what's come through through the news is that his son had some difficulty with mental illness and that's probably what led to the tragedy yeah it's pretty tragic circumstances and it's it, it's sad either way you look at it yeah I think everyone felt pretty flat when they heard that news and it's not just because it happened it's how it happened happened and circumstances around it like people in the industry dying coaches passing away that kind of thing happens over time but nothing nothing quite like this the word murder is very unseemly and just when you when you think about it that way there is so much more it's more something you refer to in a movie or something when you watch it you know it's not something that pops up in i I can't remember i can't remember who said it might have been rob chapman the chairman but he said that even when you go on like a crisis management course you don't prepare for something of this magnitude you just don't expect it even when you are expecting the worst you don't expect this yeah but yeah that's the thing that it's just unexpected no one knows what to do but for bay 13 we veil phil walsh and wish the best for his family because it's it's just not a great time for them at all and let's um remember the man for what he offered and i think he was a breath of fresh air for the sport at a time when the sport probably needed it to be honest yeah that's true that's a good way of putting it every interview he did was actually worth watching even if he did tweak his nipples 
that. That seems like a pretty good note to end on for mine. Finished on nipples. Yeah, where we started with him almost. But yeah, we'll begin with goo or tears, and we're going to scratch the tears this week. It's all goo. So what do we want to get gooey? Well, despite the result for my side this weekend, I've got a little bit of goo. It's personal goo. Starburn's your favourite player is back this week. The stat merchant, inefficient Tom Rockcliffe. This is goo purely because he's in my super coach draft side, and he's he's been sitting on the bench for most of the year. And oh well, I'm a little happy that he's back. <laughs> Weird goo. No, it's all right. North didn't really give you a reason to be gooey. No, so they haven't given me <laughs> much of a reason to be gooey at all this year. Cookie, Cookie, you have got lots of reasons to goo. You might have well enough goo to power a space shuttle to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> It's just fantastic victory. Doing Essendon, doing Essendon by 110 points. Very few things are sweeter than that. You had the result, I think, St Kilda had the result this week that I think supporters of 17 other clubs would have loved to have had this season. Smacking Essendon. You know that's your biggest win over Essendon ever? Yep. And boy, it was good. And you just read the main board. You got Carlton supporters that were pissing their pants. Hawk supporters. It's a result everyone uh, can enjoy. Everyone side, loved it. Your side could single-handedly be responsible for the sacking of James Hurd. That's how good the victory was. Yeah, that, that looks like it's going to happen, doesn't it? Well, maybe not now, but I think this was the day. You could finally end the modern-day version of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> the Hurd Reich could the, be no more. The fall of the Hurd Reich yes. in the bunker that is Etihad Stadium. Only Hitler took a bullet to himself and- Oh, James would never do that. No, he would never do that. He <laughs> would just take a holiday to France. Tanya would be like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> but anyway, who wants to go their goo next? Because we'll come back to Essendon. Because as much as we want to be lighthearted this week, there's a fair bit of boots to lay into them. Kind of light on on the goo this week, guys. What about Liam Shields? He had a good game. He had a good game, but I just expect that now. I mean, he's in all-Australian form. So oh, it's not really to get... Your fucking goo. I'm going to do something I've never done before and spread some goo for an opposition player, opposition team, and uh, get on the uh, Caleb Daniel bandwagon. I really liked what he uh, brought to the table in the Dogs game. Since Ant isn't here, I'll spread some goo over Caleb Daniel. Yeah, the midget did well, didn't he? Better watch out when he's playing us. And I can call him that because he's the only AFL player in the system shorter than me. Anyway, Teach got some goo. Yeah, I got two bits of goo. Two servings. You always have to have more than one of everything. Always. Shut the fuck up, you fucking idiot. I got got goo for the Tigers who beat GWS and they're going on their merry way. And I've got goo for the Saints who uh, absolutely smashed the bejesus out of Essendon. That was great. Well, I'm surprised you got goo for Richmond because we were pretty bad for a long part but I have goo for our but last you won. I know I've goo for the way they actually the Hardwick gave them a spray and the way they responded and they managed to get a win against a team that's average but this year that seems to be the thing. I said that last week there was a chance you would be complacent and you were for three quarters let's be honest. Well we weren't we weren't complacent we just weren't very good. The umpires didn't help in those first three quarters but still it was They certainly bad. helped in the last quarter. Well yeah but we still got fucked overall for the day. You did. You definitely did. You got fucked by the umpires for sure. But no, goo in that quarter, and particularly for Shane Edwards' last quarter, which was, yeah, was that good. goal. Is he better um, with Cyril? He's had a good year, actually. <laughs> he's had a very good year. He will make the All-Australian squad at the end of the year. He probably won't make the team, but he will be in the squad no, for sure. No, he won't, you fucking idiot. Cyril will <sighs> make the final 22. Oh, bullshit. Get fucked. He was great on he's, Friday night. No, he will. Cyril will. He will. Cyril will make it. He will, what the fuck's he done all year? He ducked. No. You oh, don't well, he's just... No, 
he will not. He will not. Eddie Betts, Jamie Elliott, Mark Lacroix, Wingard have all had better years than Edwards, him in the same Higgins, role. They're all ahead of Real. Edwards has had a better year. Yes, exactly. Higgins. Listen to all these small to mid forwards who are. Jack Loney's better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Daniel. <laughs> the only one on that list who has legitimate claim to be in the All Australian side over Rioli is Betts. Elliott's overrated. Higgins is shit. Oh, um, fuck this. Lacroix is gonna slow. I'm going to go your ass and dig up these fucking stats because that's fucking yeah, but you can't You can't measure Rioli on stats. Yes, you can. This is the thing. He can be measured oh, in stats. That's, that's what everyone that keeps telling me the about Matanui. The idea that he can't, the idea that he can't is the excuse everyone makes for his underwhelming numbers. That's the excuse everyone it's, makes it's for Matanui. It's a fallacy. It's a myth and it's a fallacy and since we're on Rioli, we'll go straight to Collingwood being brave. I'm going with penal on this. I reckon he's right. Oh, God. You go penal on everything. Yeah, fucking white knight him, why don't you? And we'll go with Collingwood Hawthorne to begin though brave. because Collingwood were brave yeah brave brave. very brave very brave like they were so brave everyone was brave except for Jesse White who was just fucking he, he wasn't he wasn't brave Jesse wasn't brave too bad we um, don't have morgues on tonight because she she'd be melting like a fucking ice well I hear she's not on because she threw her iPad against the wall Sue style <laughs> oh right okay. that's why she can't well, join us I don't I don't know if she'll be able to replace it for a dollar so. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that, 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 that's, that's not good but Hawthorne just know how to win when the game is on the line yeah. yep. they just know how to win it's a good thing to have wish we'd done that in fucking four other games this year but alright the Colling was kicking a goal was so shit I know they couldn't fucking kick for shit hello Jesse White <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, Rioli did have a good game. He had a, he had a great game. Rioli was the best forward in the game. How he was able to find the space he did inside forward 50, because as much as I like to hang crap on him about how overrated he is, you do need to keep an eye on that guy. And the fact that he found that much space in the back 50, um, something was wrong there. Who was his opponent exactly? I think it was a potato. <laughs> Uh, I hear his opponent was the father of Eddie's kids. Yeah, you're probably right, but it, it resembled a potato. So, you know. I have a question. Like, Why don't Hawthorne play Rioli deep forward more often? I mean, you get more out of him in terms of goals, and he's probably less likely to do his hammy if he plays up the ground like he has in the last couple of years. He's yeah, certainly but, been but, spending but, less time in the midfield this year, probably because of the hammy thing. That's been the whole thing. They've realised they can't play him in the midfield because he gets injured. And, you know, what, what's the point? He only plays one quarter of it at a time anyway. Well, with, with Roughhead out now for a couple of weeks, yeah. Rioli at full forward will probably be more of a thing because our only other option there is Sean Makers. Gunston's not kicking well. He's done his hand injury, uh, so he's got a, got a glo- glove, obviously. It was a battle of the, the gloves on, on Friday night, and uh, they were both well, misfiring. Stupid sexy clingers. Cyril, yeah. Cyril, he knows how to find space, and he knows how to take a uh, uncontested mark, so why wouldn't you have him up there? Yeah, but now now he's going to disappear for the next five weeks and no one will be no. like, yeah. No, Cyril is one of those players. Uh, Sean Burgoyne is another one that... No, don't, no. They, they don't no. get interested against crap teams, but they turn no. it on when they need to. No, they are both indigenous and that is where the similarities between Sean Burgoyne and Surioli stop. Burgoyne's a fucking class act. He's a gun player. I think you're seriously doing a disservice to Cyril there by saying they're not in the same conversation. Obviously, Burgoyne is a legend of the game, but Cyril will buy a legend of the game. I 
I reckon I reckon you're right there, Penal. I reckon um, Cyril he just knows how to find space and uh, doesn't mean he's Burgoyne. No, he's not. Look, he's not. As Brad good Hill's as Burg- closer to Burgoyne. If he's you want not to. as good as Burgoyne. Or Isaac Smith, even Jesus, he's he's pretty bloody good. Uh, am I hearing this right? No one fucking rates Cyril here except for the Teach. I rate Cyril as a forward pocket type player. So bit better than Palopolo. Bit worse than Wingard. <laughs> bit worse than Wingard. Hang your fucking head in shame. I have brought up some stats. <laughs> okay, Surreal. He's about a Lindsay guard. Thomas level. Suit. Except without the dive. Oh, no, he ducked us on the weekend too, didn't he? Yeah. Please he head didn't down. duck. That was well, a fucking... He did duck. I mean, it's the, the fucking Debarco one. We got the... Debarco's ass was basically touching. No, that ground. was the right decision. He got a he got oh. a fine. He could have he could have got off. He got a fine, but he definitely shouldn't have been suspended. But it's a free oh. kick every day of the week. Okay, just wait. I've, I've got some stats here. I've gone full hodgepodge. Surioli averages 14 disposals a game. Four marks, one and a half goals. Shane Edwards, 21 disposals, one goal a game. Now, who'd you rather have? Oh, yeah. That, that half a goal a game is so big. Man, got to love half a goal a game. Who would you fucking want in your team? Cyril or Shane Edwards? Shane Edwards. Didn't we, didn't we just say I'll that Cyril is playing less midfield and Edwards is playing more midfield? So you can't compare disposal numbers. You have to look at impact on games. Well, let's look at Sean Higgins, who's playing forward, averaging 18 disposals. Oh, shut the fuck up. And two goals a game. Oh, well, there we go. Higgo, come down mm. nowhere. Yeah, no, no, no. Higgins might be just about the only good thing about North this year. We can compare it to an 18-year-old, too. Jack Loney, 13 disposals, <laughs> one goal a game. Hey, same disposal uh, count, an extra half a goal a game. And since Jack Loney's a first-year player, I think I'll take him on the potential over Cyril. No, I think Higgins has got uh, both of them covered for potential. <laughs> no, yeah, he's they not have Jared Banks. So. Do we have anything else on Hawthorne Collingwood, or do we want to move on? Move so on. brave, very brave. brave. So brave, yes. Very, so brave. Brave. very brave. Another very brave, brave loss, and I did like the thread. I think it was packed lunch about some after a month. Collingwood have tested. Collingwood's only won one game, but they've been brave. Let's go to Gold Coast versus Long North. Oh, um, oh fucking Dan, what the fuck happened there? I don't have words to describe our loss to a side that it's only won, up until then, only won one game, let alone explain that why we got thumped by the disaster. side. Three words to explain this. Gary, disaster. Ablett, No, uh, I wouldn't... Yeah, look, Gary wasn't all that dominating for the first three quarters when we had a tag on him, but when we... You're saying he went junk time? Well, we dropped, <laughs> the, ta- time, we dropped the tag in the last quarter to try and win the game, and he just went berserk like he, like he can because he's Gary Ablett. But beyond that, I mean, we sh- even with Gary Ablett back in the side, it's a, this is a game you shouldn't drop at no, all. No, you should have won it. And I said, well, you picked fucking Magic Door. Yeah. Oh, Magic Door. Okay, okay. I haven't been watching North that closely. I've paid attention to their results. I've kept an eye on their games, one eye. But I haven't actually seen enough of their games to go, geez, Ben Brown's been pretty shit this year. No, he shouldn't have been dropped. Maybe he should be dropped, yeah. No, he should Nothing's made me think that that... uh, And I've I've watched enough of your games to know that Waite's been struggling because of the Xs. Like, he's not not hitting the scoreboard. But Brown, Brown's the problem. I, I just couldn't understand. That. Yeah, but that even with Brown in the side, that shouldn't even come into it. I mean, that, that it should have won this game. I mean, I, no, I don't know. It's but, just, it was just a you weird... lost the battle at selection table as much as anything. Like, just like, how does that happen? No, they, they lost. They lost the battle when uh, Brad Scott came back to the club and was defe- declared <laughs> fit to take the training sessions. Mm-hmm. So, so like the James. players were 
went in inside their shell and thought, oh, great, here comes the asshole coach again. No, it's like, oh, fuck, we're going to have to play Seuss's game plan again. <laughs> I've sent the uh, torpedo into the north bandwagon, and it's just fucking sunk and smashed forever. And Robbie Tarrant got fucking belted up. He did. He got tore a new Charlie Dixon. Charlie Dixon. Dixon. Wasn't, it, wasn't it Thompson? Because I, re- I, I, I switched on the last quarter to see what was going on because I saw the score. And I Early on, I think it was Tarrant. No, it was the first four goals, I think, were on Tarrant. Yeah. The last three on Thompson or something like that. He had four goals on Tarrant before North just stopped. Like, that was the other thing. North stopped once the game was out of reach. Yeah. And how much did they win by? Because that margin, I think, got uh, bloated. It was, 55, it was 50, 52 points or something. That was probably a fair reflection, though, just in terms yeah. of effort. Yeah. Oh, fuck. North. Fucking Jesus. Look, we're finally seeing why Gold Coast number one in the power rankings. Like, that was... They did play pretty well for power. that game. Um, go, go, power rankings. But, you know, they... North are very, very concerning. Like, this is the thing. We got, got a team who made the prelim last year. They're not as good as the other team that made the prelim last year in Port. Hello, Northern Lights. But they are not winning enough games. And if they keep dropping these games, and we kind of discussed this before we started, but if they keep dropping these games, them and Port and these teams who are supposed to be better than they are but aren't winning... A team like Geelong might actually still somehow sneak into the eight, or even the dogs who were struggling, or fuck, even the Giants with all their injuries. Well, we won't, but, you know, well, the Giants or the dogs might. Well, you might, because these other teams, the way they're going, aren't going to win enough games to knock you out. I guess uh, since since you mentioned Northern Lights, I just want to say double donuts, that's all. <laughs> But yeah, anything else on North versus the Gold Coast? Look, it's it's great to see Ablett back. Like he was a little bit timid in some of the way he went about it, and he got up a bit gingerly when he got tackled. But he thirty and three because he's better than Matthews. Thirty and three in his comeback game. Um, Hodgepodge couldn't find a stat for Matthews in a comeback game that remotely matched a thirty and three. So yeah, but he was very good, even though he wasn't very good. He still racked up the numbers and racked up the influence. Oh. He's got to build up. Terrible game to watch. Well, let's go to a game that was great to watch, even though the margin was over eighteen was over eighteen goals. Very enjoyable game. I mean, beautiful way to spend a Sunday afternoon in Melbourne. Oh, wasn't it? Seeing the fucking cheating cunt team called Essendon Bombers get the everlasting shit kicked out of them. You didn't get the same experience that those of us who watched on TV got because those who watched it on TV every few minutes in the second quarter got to see James in the box sitting there with arms crossed looking confused or arms behind his head or playing with his magnet board, which I don't know what he was doing because the way modern football's played, do magnet boards even serve a purpose anymore or is he just trying to look busy has he been sacked yet no but it'll happen they're getting angry you'd have to think so wouldn't you hitler eventually falled yeah they're all jumping off they're um throwing their memberships in the fire i saw that (laughs) they're going ape shit on twitter they're just they're abandoning herd actually they're not standing by him anymore i mean they are not standing by him they're fucking off at three quarters there's Um, there's a few that are and a few that are are just as funny as the ones that aren't yeah well the ones that are are the true believers they're the ones who drink the kool-aid kool-aid junkies Yep. Yeah, it's actually glorious the way it's happening. This is. I mean, How do you he, he surely, he surely's got to get. He's got to get sacked before the end of the week. Well, the players aren't like the players aren't playing for everyone. You can say as much as you like that you know the players love Heard. Well, the players at Carlton supposedly loved Mick Malthouse, and oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They we, we've all seen him. since John Barker got put in charge that that's obviously not the case. We all love the leader. Like yes, we love the leader. Please don't drop us. But you know he's picking teams with fucking James Wilton in um, Kavanaugh and some of these spuds we've been talking about. I mean, it's good to see James Square still play for us. I didn't actually know that. But... <laughs> he kicked it straight to Josh Bruce. 
Yes. Nothing nothing in St Kilda. I I really like St Kilda. Oh, St Kilda have a handy young side coming through, but they shouldn't be anyone by 18 goals. Yeah, um, I love the uh, the dig from the commentators. It was like uh, they're not even getting belted by a great team. They're getting belted by last year's wooden spooners. It was just a it was a slight dig at St Kilda, but more of an indictment on Essendon to say, look, this is where you are. Look how shit you are. St Kilda are coming. They are definitely coming, but you don't no. beat. What have you got a wagon? Look out, Cookie. Next year he's going to be on your wagon. Ugh. But yeah, it's good to see it. I mean, another positive was that the highest draft pick we had in that game, apart from Rewald, well, the young team, was only Luke Dunstan, because no Billings, no all that, which means we've nailed our drafts. Damn, can't shit truck, as we discussed. <laughs> yeah. Like a look. We've nailed our draft picks. Oh. I mean, Jack Sinclair we got for rookie pick, and he's probably, I'm going to say this, he's been the best draft pick we've had in the last five years. I'm well, not going to do I'm, the joke. I'm going to write down that name, Jack Sinclair. <laughs> well, he's just another Jack at St. Kilda. It's easy to get him confused. I prefer Jack his cocks from Sydney. <laughs> you would. But it was magnificent just watching that. They treated him. It was fucking witch's hatch. Joe Watson, 200th game, showed some great leadership in getting seven disposals. Brendan Goddard, too busy pointing and being a Yeah, pointing at everyone. Like, Apparently, yeah. I wonder how they'll portray this in the movie, this game. I wonder how that's going to look in the movie. Jack's not enjoying his football, apparently. Yeah. No. No, just no. The, let's think sad, about... Let's think about Brendan Goddard for a second. Now, this is the guy who left St Kilda. Yes, he left it probably for money, but he left St Kilda for Essendon because Essendon was supposedly closer to a flag. Look how that's worked out for you. You yeah. can't. I think this was the point where they passed with one on the way down, the other on the way up, and they waved to him as he's gone past. You're on the shore and the boat's just going past you and they're all waving at you and you're no, just no, alone. You're on, you're on the shore, you step through the sand and you've got needles underneath your feet or something. <laughs> It's just hilarious, but yeah, the movie. If it's a comedy movie, it's really excellent writing. I think it's going to be a horror flick for Essendon fans where, um, you know, evil yeah, yeah, James yeah, Dank is going to be like Texas Chainsaw who, Massacre. Who plays Hurt? Hurt will play Hurt. Well, Hurt's Leatherface, clearly, because, you know, the orange glow and everything. If, like, if they make a fucking documentary out of this, he'd be the type of guy to say, no, I don't think anyone could do artistic justice to the type of person that I am. I must play myself. <laughs> <laughs> he won't go near this movie because this movie's going to be just well. It's going to be great viewing. No, I, I reckon I reckon Christopher Walken would play Herd because Too he old. knows how, he knows how to play a disaster gangster. But yeah, anything else on that game? Look, because it was magnificent. I mean, the only people, every single person, Big Footy collectively orgasmed at that game. Yeah, like I'm envious of St Kilda fans for the fact that their club got to dish that out on Essendon. I, I wish that was mine. I really do. I wish that was Richmond making them... Making, um, making them bleed. Yes, just breaking the doors down at Jamestown, like just causing what is effectively going to be a riot, the uprising. I had the big laugh. I laughed my tits off. Mm. Hell of teach? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you got the accent right. Um, oh, yeah, fuck. I kind of got Borat out of that, but... <laughs> Oh, That's what it was. It was fucking Borat. Yeah, it, sounded, it oh. was a mix of Borat and Mario, I think. Yeah, it's... Did I have very sore ribs from yesterday still, so... At the risk of sounding like a stereotypical Hawthorne supporter, how's your dick holding up after the uh, furious uh, oh, masturbatory God. sessions I'm sure you had last night? Oh, very sore, along with my hands as well. Did you bikaki over the crowd like Penal does after a Hawthorne victory? <laughs> I'm actually banned from Etihad Stadium because of it. 
<laughs> oh, no, but I did smuggle in some champagne just to spray it all over the crowd, make my own crowd song going on. Let's move on to Puffers out of Puff. Oh, the Puffers. What the fuck's going on with the Puffers? They're fucking hopeless. Their whole game plan was based around being run and being fit. Ken Hinckley is completely well, shit at being a football coach, apparently. Well, if their game plan was about running and being fit, how the hell does Ollie Wines get outrun by Adam Goods? Yeah, Ollie Wines is a fat prick. Well, look, the, the scoreboard was a little bit flattering, but because the Swans probably had him comfortably for a decent portion of that game, but they just never quite put it beyond doubt. And Porter just so disappointing. The, um, I can't the, believe I can't believe how far they've slipped this year. It's um, it's coincided with just how bad a year Schultz is having. Like they the, just don't have that target. And as good as Windard is, he can't win it. For the turning them. point in the game was the Teddy Richards injury, and I. Ironically, you'd think, okay, Port are going to win it from here. They've got their uh, key defender now. They've already used their sub row and went off in the first quarter. Mm. You thought when Richards went off, yeah, Port are going to run away with it now. But the opposite happened. Sit- Port just stopped. Sydney piled on the next four goals. And from that point on, when Sydney got out to the four-goal lead, they just did enough, always kicked a goal when, when Port looked threatening and just kept them at arm's length. Um, did Sam Reed play a good game again? Well, they happen to kick probably their best score in how long without Buddy and Tippett there. They're, they're legitimately a better side without Tippett. Right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's obvious. They got more out of that than Curvis guy. I, I think that Porter having an off year. I, I reckon that they'll come back next year. But they're going to need to find a forward because Schultz is struggling and then the only other option is John Butcher. They should throw yeah, bags you're money right. at Dixon. Yeah, well, You're Dixon's right. apparently gone to the Bryans. So. Spe- speaking of Schultz, what do we all think of him getting off? Bryce Gibbs is confused, not for the first time in his life. Good decision, bad decision. I think it's all right. But... I think if Gibbs got two, he should have got one. I agree. Like, it wasn't as bad as Gibbs, but it deserved something. I don't think neither should have gotten weeks. Yeah. Bryce Gibbs doesn't know how to tackle properly, man. He deserves to be punished for that. But that's like his first tackle ever, though. Yes, I know. Like (laughs) he should have done it beforehand, and he wouldn't make these mistakes. Um, Dane is Dom Cassisi, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what Dom Dom Cassisi did say about um, Schultz. Or I'm I'm sure there would have been a few Carlton fans tweeting Dom Cassisi about it. So Mm. Um, well, actually, we haven't even checked in on the Carlton board yet, but I imagine they are losing their shit right now. Um, over that verdict. But anything else on the Puffers versus the Colas? You had an opportunity to beat Sydney without a forward line set up and you couldn't do it. Yep. Bad Puffers. Bad, bad Puffers. Mm-hmm. Bad Puffers. Speaking of Carlton, we'll go to Carlton versus the Dogs. And look, this was a pretty ugly game. Once again, the Dogs win, barely scoring 60 points. The best part about this game was when Kaz Bolton Cameron would fuck oh up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brian Taylor, uh, he managed to somehow ruin that moment with shit commentary, but that's because I reckon... He does that with every moment that's good. I reckon he was trying... Like Eddie Betts' <laughs> goal last year, goal of the year last year or whatever. Was it goal of the year? No, Matt White won. But it was close to, and he ruined that with the, I'm Eddie Betts. I reckon he was deep down trying not to say, you are both fucking stupid. <laughs> he had to just cover for himself somehow. It was amazing that the Crows could not play this week. Kennedy could be average, weight could do fuck all, Grig could go goalless, and the X's still only lose by, I think it was one goal, because Carlton only kicked the seven, and God, they were shit. The do- and the dogs are concerning, they're not very good at the moment. Like They barely fell in against the Saints playing a quarter of football and they were pretty average against Carlton. I have a fury on the dogs, yeah. actually. Their young players are now running out of puff. Bons and Pelly slowed up. Yep, they're all yeah, slowed well, that, up. So Beveridge has gone, full, he's gone full Ross line and he's now flooding. Well, at least they got Caleb Daniel. 
Go, that's what happens this time of the Richard. year when it's when it, when it gets cold. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> it gets cold. Um, you were on about this last year about the weather when it gets cold and players just stopping. Well, this is this is where well, Collingwood do. this is where Collingwood fell apart this time last year because they had about eleven players uh, under fifty games last year and they all turned to shit after the buy round. So maybe the dogs are just handling it slightly better because they're still racking up the wins. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, I don't think it's because of the fucking cold, but I think they have run out of legs. We played during the winter throughout the whole season for a hundred years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is why this um, is why the dogs don't win any premierships. Obviously, young young sides, young sides, they um, they they feel the cold. Well, they just uh, it's just a long season. Uh, aren't, they, aren't dogs they, meant to be winter animals like fucking wolves or something? Hashtag teach oh, for logic. For fuck's sake, stop <laughs> fucking arguing with me, you cunt. Jeez. It's, it's just about um, uh, what happens. Should they play with that... long sleeves or something? Maybe, maybe wear an extra jumper when they play. I think Tommy oh, Libertore right, should get some, <laughs> no, some hookups on some drugs that warm them up. Oh, fine, fine. The stadium should be heated like the, those soccer stadiums in Qatar that are going to be air-conditioned for the World Cup. They should heat the ones in, in Australia for the footy. What teams do is go through <laughs> extended training uh, through the winter, like at, about this time of, of the year. Right. He just and keeps so arguing the point. I love it. On the bell. Look, I think the runners, the runners need to run out with a hot, hot cup of cocoa <laughs> or something. Run out, with, run out with one of them um, water bottles, hot water bottles. <laughs> Do they need to no, play in onesies? Is your solution teachers that they wear onesies or something, or they play in snuggies? <laughs> you fucking idiot. Bring, bring out a fucking douche bottle this at halftime. This isn't even being a, this isn't even being a smart ass. I genuinely don't understand what your point you're trying to make. I, I, I get it. The point I'm trying to make is, is during, at the end of the season. This it has no bearing on the weather though. Surely. Mm. Shut up, Ed. Uh, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that clubs go through an extended training load at this time of the year. Okay, great. Why didn't you say that fifteen minutes ago? Yeah, what? Yeah, what's what's the point of the weather though? <laughs> you're bringing winter and shit. I mean, winter is coming. I mean, you're bringing that stuff into it. <laughs> I got nothing. Teach is as confused as Bryce Gibbs. <laughs> This episode's called Confusion. It's just that this time of year, they go through an extended <laughs> training program. That's okay. all. That makes sense. But w- w- what's the relevance of the weather, though, being cold and all that? <laughs> there, um, there, there, um, there is no relevance. Fucking not even Roby would try and go down this road. <laughs> I'll go and get fucked. Speaking of young teams struggling in winter, um, Richmond rolling the Giants. Look, it happened. We've discussed it a little bit with were pretty average for three quarters. They were okay. Yeah, you were lucky, but man. Not a whole lot to say apart from the fact that I'm just glad they got out of jail in a game we're expected to win after not playing very well. Like you normally we would lose that game. Normally we would I lose think, that game. I think you've had a dose of plugger logic, Starburns. Blaming the umpires. No, we got fucked. 
We got genuinely fucked, and I don't say that often. That was the worst one-sided display of umpiring since Geelong were gifted that Fremantle game last year. That's how far back I can remember a game that bad. Friday, Friday night was pretty bad, too. I didn't think Collingwood were brave because they had it fucking handed to them you by the umpires. You still really got a free kick for ducking at a crucial no, stage. Um, but no, we no, didn't. Yeah, well, stop, stop being a bitch. I mean, we're not talking about Collingwood Hawthorne anymore. No, we're talking about Richmond and GWS. So shut up. Game. Disappointing that you know marriage is suspended, and I hope that Hardwick actually goes the sensible option next week and rucks tie Vickery as the number one. Sean Hampson, here we no, go. No, Sean, Sean Hampson, Hampson. <laughs> fuck off. He's injured. Fortunately, he's injured but he can still fuck off because Vickery was actually probably one of the better ruckmen on the ground when he was in the centre. He's developing, I'm very reluctant to say this because it's Ty Vickery, but he's developing pretty okay this year. Like, he's kind of done a wait, except that he's actually realising it now. I'll say GWS look very concerning without Shane Mumford. Well, that's not all they're missing, though. They're Maybe the younger players struggled in the in a cold, <laughs> wet weather. So can they do it on a cold, wet oh, yeah, day? Shut up. They, were, they were they were struggling. Like Toby, what about Toby Green? Oh, that's, yeah, that's not. He's a floor spitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon you'll appeal the fucking marriage one? Because I didn't think there was a lot in uh, it. Yeah, I, like, I think I think you got to, you probably would get that. Like if you see the replay. He sees the player coming, and he thinks he's going third up. He sticks his arm out to stop him, and he collects him high. And I think the fact is he knew he was there, and that's why he stuck the arm out. And at that point, it's irrelevant whether he meant to get him high or not. He got him high. And, yeah, one week seems pretty fair. So that means he's fucked. Yeah, like, I would gladly take one week and ruck with Vickery instead of risk two, because... Next week, we do only have Carlton, after all. So, you know, they've got Cameron Wood. He's a plotter. Um, around the grounds, so no, he's not going to hurt us. But yeah, oh, the great fucking Hampson versus Wood battle. It's not fucking happening, man. If if Hampson plays, I'm not going. Um, <laughs> oh, what if, okay, what if Hampson kicks ten goals? No, no fuck it. He's he's shit. He won't. He will not play. And anything else on Richmond GWS? No, nope. nope, nope. West Coast rolled Melbourne up in Darwin. It was actually a reasonably decent game considering it was played in the humid conditions, but I didn't watch I didn't a second watch of this. it because I was watching, I. I was watching Carlton Comedy of Errors. I did not watch a second of that game, but I wasn't surprised at the result. I thought Melbourne would give a better account of themselves, like to kind of roll over meekly in the last quarter the way they did was quite poor. Mm. West Coast looked pretty decent. Your top four split finish. Yeah, they are looking, and they're the only one. Like this is something that bothered me. Kept hearing the whole discussion around that you need to be top two in a home final to play in the grand final to have a premiership chance, and how Hawthorne needed to beat Collingwood. That's not the case this year because Richmond have rolled Fremantle and Sydney at the SCG. Yeah, North did that last year. The dogs, the dogs have rolled Sydney at the SCG. Winning in the state's not a big deal, except for West Coast. So I think are the only one who haven't lost at home to a team other than Fremantle. So you know, as long as they keep winning at home, they're well placed. But it's not top two is not the be all and end all. And I think we got an open season. That's just it's a tangent. But I'm just annoyed at the discussion that apparently you need to be top two to win the flag. I don't think that's such a. Do so you think there's a chance that a side outside the four can make the grand final? A side Is outside you? the four. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't think maybe so. Maybe if Hawthorne somehow um, fell away and missed the four. Well, that's, yeah, that's, I mean. Like, but no, otherwise I would say no. The team that did it last time, Adelaide, they had a, a side full of superstars. And and that was with the bogus old final Yeah, I think you have to have well, a short week off to do it. I think the week, like, not many teams make the grand final without having the week off. So I think you at least need a crack at it in the first week and then win if it's away. And then 
and then especially if they get if, if they get the prelims at, at their yeah, home ground. You got it. You need the, you need the home prelim in the week off, I think, to really be in it. Um, you got to yeah. flip you yeah. got to flip the rankings if you finish third or fourth. You got to get yourself in one of you, the top two spots you, from that game. You can do it if you finish third or fourth and travel in week one. Yeah. I think yeah, Sydney did it in twenty twelve. They went to Adelaide and exactly beat like them. That, yeah. Fremantle beat Geelong in 13 and made the grand final. So it's possible to finish third and fourth and win it, but the home prelim is big. And obviously the second, the week off is probably the biggest factor. The combined, combined, it's very hard to knock that off unless it's two teams in the same state. Let's go to, speaking of Fremantle, we'll brush over Fremantle. They just fell in against Brisbane and, well, we picked it, didn't we, Teach? We picked it. Pav would kick goals against a weak opponent and he would ski. But they are, yes, they are still very concerning because they do not look like a team who can put away a good side. They've now lost to Richmond since that game. They've fallen in against the Gold Coast Suns and they've fallen in against Brisbane, who are two bottom teams on the ladder. They just can't kick a big score. That's that's their problem. That's always been their problem, even when they've had four. That's Ross Lyon. Yeah, but, yeah. But Ross, that's Ross Lyon coaching by design. I think now they actually struggle to kick those scores. Like, even though it was wet, they struggled against Frio and have, you know, he puts his cape on with his skis now. Exactly. He, you, could run a, you could run a finals predictor on Pav's goals this year he, and just he, about be spot on. He's he just got the, uh, the skis out at three-quarter time and revved the boys up and said, it's wolfy time, time to ski. Water skiing. <laughs> Oh, by, by the way, it wouldn't be a Fremantle gap without saying, fuck off, Jose. Yeah, fuck off, Jose. Yeah, yeah. Why are we even Jose. talking about this? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, to, do we want to briefly discuss Harley Bennell? Oh. Oh. You know what his favourite show on Fox footy used to be? What? White Line Fever. White Line Fever. <laughs> White Line Fever. The... Well, he, is, he was in Tasmania. I mean, God forbid, you're going to have to do something there. I mean, you, I mean, Vanell doesn't seem like a guy who will fuck his own cousin, so... Just do you drop blame into him? one of the many excellent cafes that they have there. See if you get served by Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> what if Jasmine was the one providing this? Video? Yeah, that's the supplier. It's actually pretty funny that it did come from two years ago and it's come out. Like, there is something a little bit harsh about it. What is it with teammates wanting to take photos of... I don't know why you take photos of... Yeah, how do you let yeah. that... Mm. It's really dumb. Yeah, it, it, it's only funny if you're pretending. <laughs> Taylor Jure, fair dinkum, how dumb. Like, that's that's really dumb. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll cop that it's stupid, but it's still funny. Oh, it, I will it, say... It's, it's funny if you don't do it in the heat of the fucking... It's funnier to do a Sam Mitchell, but... Yeah. Not according to Collingwood fans who had the fucking booze. Like, out I'm, I'm, I'm sure he laughed about it every day he got target tested for that year or whatever after. How, how many, how'd they target test him? Six, six months, I six think. Months, six months, waking up at 6am to piss in a cup. But I'm sure it was very funny at that stage. I would uh, say it does seem kind of like, I mean, Channel 9 and Damien Barrett had the photos. They didn't release them. Yeah, them. Like, and when Damien Barrett doesn't do Barrett. something like that, you, you know, when Damien Barrett won't stoop to that low, you know you're stooping because it doesn't get much <laughs> lower than Barrett. John Robbo was being a bit of a vintage indicative twat because Benel tried to punch him so. in the face. Yeah. I reckon you're right. Yep. Anything else on Benel? Will he remain a Gold Coast player at the end of the year? Depends oh, on what's offered question. for him, I think. Yeah, he, he, he might be uh, offered up for um, for trade, mm. but um, I don't think he's got much currency. Oh, he's, a, oh, he's a jet of a player. Yeah, he's a good player. I would love to have him. He's a good player, but I mean, who's going to take mm. him? 
you know, that's it's Frio or West Coast. Oh, yeah, horse? I'll call it now. He's off. I dare Frio say you'd have year. to weigh up the code, <laughs> the pros and cons. <laughs> let's let's move on to another drugs issue. And Stephen Dank, who well, this was the funny story uh, of the week. What's he doing? That now? he did a talk at the Duda Stars Suburban Football Club and Dean Wallace coaches there. And in the aftermath, uh, Football Victoria sent drug testers down, which like, is if that's not the that's fun, just... if that's not the funniest shot across the bow to a club. That's just up the road from me. And I uh, I, I, I called what, one of the in guys. East Geelong, road. near East Geelong. Oh, shut up, dear. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> live in fucking East Geelong. He just gets <laughs> in his tug, bro, and he just goes up the Yarra and he's up there. Up the too. Yeah, so I uh, I gave a a, a, a a mate a call and he he said, uh, oh yeah, I'm fucking thanks here. And uh, I said, well, is, is that good? Is that good for the club? And he goes, no, I'm not really sure. And then, sure as shit, it's all over the fucking news. Yeah, well, this is the thing. This guy, this guy is a grub of a human being. He's a terrible, terrible bloke. And I don't think any sporting club should be paying him to be anywhere near them to talk. I don't think we want. Does anyone really want to hear what that guy pay that guy to hear what he has to say when he won't talk to Asada? I think James Heard wants to hear what that guy has to say. Yeah. Like all footy clubs do, this just because they make a profit out of it. I know, but it's you know, it's really they, they didn't they didn't actually pay him. He just he was just there yeah. on the invite of uh, of. He's done a few sportsman days at clubs, though. Like, there's something, there's something yeah. not right about that. But it, it, I find it really funny that he turns up and then straight after threatening to sue, all of a sudden down come the drug testers. And I reckon wherever he goes, they will follow now. Just I didn't really care because do the stars are back at cars anyway. <laughs> That's good enough a reason to move on then, I guess. Unless there's anything else on Dank. Nope. Question time now. This one comes from Ilksy. He's got two questions. We're going to ask them both, and we'll go short answers for these. But if you had a choice between Essendon or Carlton to support, who would you pick, and how much would you bribe to pick another team? How much would you bribe to pick another team? Yeah, pick a third team. So if you had to jump on the Essendon or Carlton bandwagon, how much would you pay to be able to jump on another bandwagon? Or which of those is the worst? And I would say I would probably rather be on Carlton. I'd, I'd rather be on Carlton, and um, so 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 I've, I've I've got I've got to, I've got to put up money to get on another bandwagon. Is that right? Yep, I would pay about as much as James Heard got for his holiday to jump ship. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yep, oh, I'm I'm with you for that, and I'd uh, I'd jump on St Kilda or Richmond. <laughs> no, it doesn't uh, matter who you jump on. I would pick Carlton because they're less reprehensible and disgusting than Essendon. And I would give up all of my $9,000 suits to be able to jump off to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would go for Carlton as well. They're in a better place. And I would give up... Oh, fuck, I'll just... just... Fucking hurry up, will you? The money in my wallet, which is like $2.50, I'll pay that. Don't want you yeah. don't really don't want to get out at all, do you? No, 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 no. If we've got a well, bandwagon two, among us, two need, bucks fifty that that'll get him on back onto the St Kilda bandwagon. Get him on a train. <laughs> you get me on the North bandwagon because I'll buy out the club. Get him on a steamboat in East Geelong. Um, Dan. Oh, jeez. Well, what's the lesser of two evils in this? I mean, you've got Carlton's tanking and salary cap. Well, you're a North supporter, cheating. so you're supposed to hate Essendon because they're rivalry. Yeah, and then you've got Essendon's recent Asada shenanigans. Oh god! All right, I'll go. I'd go with Carlton. Just. They should pay us to support. I feel them. dirty saying that, but I would go. With well, man, how much would you pay to avoid picking either? Two nineteen-inch TVs. 
Not all North supporters are like that. You'd sell your paver. Yeah, I'd sell my paver to get off. But second question, this one's also from Ilksy. Who of last year's prelim finalists, North or the Puffers, is more concerning? Will either make finals this season after so much crowing? I'm going to say North are the more concerning because at least Port have a future. North have no youth. And neither I, uh, I, I disagree. I, I, think the, I think the Puffers are... Uh, Puffers are fucked. You're kidding. They're not, not going to make the finals, and uh, and North are ahead of them. I think I agree with Teach. Uh, look, the Puffers are more concerning, and that's because as long as Jasper Pittard <sighs> remains on the Puffers list, they're always going to be Pittard. more concerning. That guy's so. That guy's gets even worse every week. Doesn't he? Oh. Just, he's a fucking spaz. How many times do you want to fuck up? There was a thread that uh, on the main board actually that was made uh, sometime in the middle of last year about how bad he was. Where's all the, at? Yeah, all the port supporters leapt to his defence, and this was in the middle of last year, and it got bumped this week. And uh, strangely enough, no supporters, no port supporters around this week. Oh, how surprising! Last question. This one is from Jose. Other than your own club, which club would you like to see win a premiership? My answer, Jose. Anyone but Frio. Fuck off, Jose. <laughs> I'd like to see St Kilda win a premiership. Oh, thanks, Dan. Yeah, Bulldogs for the same reason. Yeah. I'd go with uh, with Saints and Bulldogs. However, I think that Richmond are closer. <laughs> no, just leave us so, alone. <laughs> uh, so I want I want the I want the Tigers to get up. As my my girlfriend barracks for the Tigers, so you know, I thought she didn't like football. No, well she doesn't. <laughs> Well, if you're a Tiger supporter, you fuck you. Can't believe, can't believe no one said I thought he barracked for Hawthorne. You guys are slipping. Oh, uh, Cookson, I think the only one who hasn't answered. I would like to see Sydney win another flag, just so Eddie Maguire can melt like the fat cunt he is. Bad man, you are. You're a disgrace. Mm, Sydney win another flag. Fucking hell. That means we're gonna have. Yeah, fucking... we don't. We don't want them winning another one. This week, that, that would that would mean an off season full of jack attack. Do you want that? <laughs> No, we don't want that. We don't want that. No, no I like to see Geelong win the flag because then Teach will be wrong and they'll be funny. Let's go to this week on the Bay Thread of the Week. I think our favourites are a couple of old vintage threads that got some timely bumps this week. Yep. Darndest Things and North. Anyone want to nominate anything else? Darndest Things was really good. I'm going to give North one the um, my tick. Darndest Things. Bayer's work was fantastic, trolling Melty Marty and a couple of the others with that Nathan Carroll Twitter account. Yeah, I'm on Darndest Things. I'm on Darndest Things, but a very, very close win. Although the um, the mod application thread's not bad. I must admit, Hadouken's meltdown thread was very good. Yeah, since we've given out honourable mentions, I think it got mentioned earlier, the packed lunch thread about did the pies really pass the test was pretty good as well. Yeah, but Darndest Things or North? Darndest Things. Darndest Things for me? Yep. Yeah, Darndest Things. Yep. Vlog of the week, look, we mentioned Hadouken. Uh, it's taken two and a half years for this meltdown, so I'm going to give him a pass on that personally. I don't know about you guys, but I, I just don't have the heart to give him flogger the no, after that. No, no, no. He's, he's fronted up for two and a half years and he's we're not giving him we can't give him flogger the week. No. Credits in this thing. He's enough he's credits in the Melty bank. Marty on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Could go for two. Hadouken has enough self awareness to get a pass on that one because he knows what he's doing. He even did it in the OP. I think the last line like keep blah 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 and blah 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 with the thumbs up, you know. Just enough of a wink at, you know, I'm not completely angry, I'm just annoyed you know, I'm venting. Do we have anyone else though? What about the mod that closed the Roby thread on the main board? Who's that? That was Forward Press. Yeah, he can have my nomination. <laughs> I second that nomination. Roby came back as well. Like, they won. The, his beans, and as we, as someone said, they put all the beans on Gold Coast 
this week. That was that was the deal. The remaining beans went onto the Suns, and the Suns collected, and Roby's I think back in the black. So you want to give it to Ford Press? Yeah. I've just yeah. got a dishonorable so. mention. Dishonorable so. mention to Chasing Seventeen, who decided to whinge and bitch in the X's for it, along with all the other Carlton floggers. If there's no other dishonorable mentions, we'll move on to. So who got the flog of the week then? Ford Press won it, I think. Ford Press. Yeah, yes. Ford Press. Based on the closing the Roby thread last week's poll was Collingwood's performance the bravest in history 21.4% said no 35.7% said yes and 42.9% the winner said Jack Watts knows nothing of bravery I think that poll's fairly reflective of the sentiments there's nothing braver than Collingwood let's go to next week and on that note Collingwood versus the Puffers at Adelaide Oval on the Thursday last Thursday game for the year very interesting game Uh, I think Collingwood are going to win this I think Collingwood will pass the test with another brave loss. <laughs> Which ground will this be playing at? Adelaide Oval. Okay, Teach, what's the, is the wizard going to be cold there? <laughs> Uh, actually, it's going to be uh, it's going to be wet and windy, but I think that that will suit Collingwood. Magpies can't fly in the wind, so therefore power to win. Puffer fish in a close uh, <laughs> brave, <laughs> brave like performance from Collingwood, but puffers just. I think Collingwood are going to be good enough to get the four points this week. It'll be uh, putting to an end a string of honourable losses. They'll they'll get the real win. Brave win this week. Brave. It could be a brave win if they only win by a small margin. Mm. They might do it in yeah, spite of Jesse White. Collingwood to get a brave win. So basically, if it's a close margin, it's brave. Oh, it's always brave. Brave can be anything you wanted to be except Jack Watts. Except so, <laughs> The main Adelaide crowd was booing, so it'll be a brave performance. Richmond versus Carlton. We've passed our test against the average team. Now we'll pass our test against the shit team. We'll roll them. This is going to be a smashing. 10 goals, Richmond. Yeah, Richmond by heaps. And hopefully we keep them to the kind of average score that helps the X's along too. Our defence is pretty damn good. Hampson to give first usage to... <laughs> Tigers midfield. Yeah, Yeah, Tigers comfortably, I think. Shane Edwards to keep proving he's better than Cyril. It'll be uh, closer than most people are tipping because I think Carlton have really improved their defence under Barker. So it'll be maybe five goal win to to the Tigers. Fucking, what's his name? Uh, Edwards, Rioli Light will go goalless. (laughs) Rioli Light. It doesn't matter if he goes goalless because unlike Rioli, he picks up 20 disposals a week. (laughs) Essendon versus Melbourne. The final game of James Hurd's tenure this. After yeah. Melbourne roll them. Friggin' Melbourne. Melbourne will smack Nail in the coffin match. Yes, the nail in the coffin match. The lethal injection. <laughs> I'm actually tipping uh, Melbourne. You have to fucking think about it. Fucking Melbourne are going to win. Yeah, I but this is Melbourne, though. I mean, I, I had a look at the odds, and I couldn't believe it. They're actually favourites in this game. Well, they, like, should they, they should be favourites. Mm. Essendon are destroyed. Heard went to France and abandoned the players. Now they do not want to play for him. If yeah. Essendon turns up for a half, they'll win. Yeah, Essendon, everyone no, no, no. turned up for a half, though. Geelong turned up for four quarters, and Melbourne beat them. Everyone was talking about how far Melbourne had come when they beat Geelong and how they turn a corner as a footy club. But if they somehow manage to lose this, they will have gone backwards to they the did. dark days of Neil. They did play in Darwin last week, Melbourne, and have come back from the trip. And Essendon arrested because they didn't play last week. I, Melbourne, I'm tipping Melbourne. Melbourne, Melbourne should win, but if Melbourne don't win, then that's 
an indictment on Melbourne. Mm, that's true. I'm tipping Essendon. It'd have to be Melbourne. That's me shaking my head, that noise. Well, it's not right. I mean, you know, you've got to tip someone. Yeah, I know, but having watched Essendon this week, they won't win another game this year. Essendon have four wins, which is what St Kilda won the spoon with last year. And I think it's possible if Brisbane and Gold Coast happen to find a way to win a couple more games, that Essendon have a very good chance of finishing with the spoon because they will not win another one. I mean, Hogan's going to kick at least five. I mean, they, their best defenders are their best forwards, <laughs> so they can't score and they can't defend, so. Bulldogs, Suns in Cairns. So this will be Griffey's game for the year. Um, I'm going Suns. <laughs> Suns are going to win this by at least five goals. I think the Suns will win, yeah. Dogs won there last year, but Cairns is not a friendly place to Southern team. Bulldogs have stopped playing pretty much, and with Gary Ablett back. Gary Ablett will beat the flood. Like, here's how great Gary Ablett is. He makes 21 people play. Yeah, I, 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 reckon, I reckon you're right, Cookie. I reckon the Suns are going to get up here. I reckon the, the Doggies are going to be good enough. I think Caleb Daniel to 20-3. and three. And uh, get them over the line. North versus the Cats. This game's very... I don't know. Geelong aren't very It's harder to tip than the Essendon-Melbourne game. Well, I found Essendon-Melbourne easier to tip. But fuck this game. What the fuck is this game? I don't know. North should win, but that means fuck all. So they should have won last year. Yeah, exactly. North should win, but who fucking knows? I'm still going to pick North, but with no no confidence. You expect North to win. Everything points to a North win, but you have about as much confidence in tipping North as you do. They better not pick Majak fucking door again, though. <laughs> ben Brown, bring him back. He kicked four last week in the VFL, so he should come back this week. Hopefully. I'll, I'm so going to go to is... Geelong because Teach won't, and he's off the Geelong bandwagon because he's a now a Hawthorne supporter. So, go you catters. So, th- this is the game that Brad Scott's back in the coaching box, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, Geelong. <laughs> Like Brisbane, sides who have a marking forward have cashed in against North, and I've, I'm thinking Hawkins is going to kick a big bag this week. He'll um, earn his pies. He'll, <laughs> yeah, he will this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tip Geelong. North will beat us. West Coast Adelaide, the first game since uh, the Phil Walsh tragedy, and I don't know. West Coast are good. They're at home. I'm tipping West Coast just on form. I just I don't know what we'll get out of this game. I don't know what we'll see. Yeah, you've go gotta, West you, Coast. You've got to go West Coast. They're on fire at the moment, so... Win. Even if the Phil Walsh tragedy still didn't happen, you'd still back West Coast to beat them by a comfortable margin. It's just West Coast yeah. are just too good. They're... Yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, after two weeks off, whether they, and after all that, there's just that motivation now that they cleared their heads a bit. But You talk about having a hard game to tip. I think this is a hard game to tip just because you don't know what the reaction and the response will be like. That said, like, on paper, West Coast probably win. I mean, it is at Subi too, and West Coast don't drop games at Subi that often. West Coast easy, I reckon. Giants versus the Saints. I'm going to apply the Carlton principle to this from early this year, late last year, in the fact that St Kilda didn't really play an opposition this week, so they will not win because they've not had the tough hit out they need to beat a AFL standard team, and the Giants will beat them on the basis of that. We pushed the Giants down at Etihad very closely, but I reckon they're going to win because we do struggle a touch with key forwards, big marking ones, and with Cam and McCarthy. I just reckon they'll beat us, but it'll be a close game. Josh Bruce could cause them real headaches, though, too. Yeah, and we do have the better Rockman in Longer, so it's going to be a Might be a shootout. This might sound a little odd, but every time I've watched GWS play at Spotless Stadium, they, they haven't gone too well. They beat the Swans there. They beat us there. Fuck. Okay, well, yeah, that made a complete mockery of what I just said. <laughs> um, That's what we do. <laughs> 
Thanks. No, no, with the injuries that GWS have, the Saints are going to get up. That's true. Yeah, yeah I, I'll go with St I, Kilda. I reckon it'll be a shootout, and that probably favours St Kilda with uh, Armitage worse. in there to deliver it to Rewalt. That was worse <laughs> than me going on about Adelaide's favourable record at the Dome. <laughs> but that was really <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah, you, I mean, you can't... Don't, don't, well don't you talk, Mr Fucking Cold Weather. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah, don't, yeah, the weather report teach. The players <laughs> are going to struggle. Don't you start. Get fucked. The game of the round, Hawthorne-Fremantle down in Tassie. I think Hawthorne will win this by about eight goals. I don't think Frio have the goal-kicking power to go with them. If Hawthorne kicks 80-plus points, they'll win. If Hawthorne kicks 60 points plus, they'll win. (laughs) (laughs) If Hawthorne kick 50-plus points, they'll win. (laughs) There's no way that Fremantle will beat Hawthorne. No way. Not in Tassie. If this this was in Perth, I'd be nervous, but in Tassie, we'll absolutely smash them. And finally, to close the round, well, does anyone give the Bryans a chance? Against? Sydney at the Gabba. Oh, you're fucking kidding me, aren't you? Well, that's what I asked. Does anyone give them a chance? Uh, I'm, I'm just no, 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 no. I won't, I won't watch a minute of this game because it'll just be a fucking smack. <laughs> I probably won't either because I think Cole is beaten by a lot. Yeah, I won't be watching this game. Yeah, it'll be Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. All right. Yeah, this was the Flogcast for round 15. Starburns joined by Teach. Goodbye. Penal. Au revoir. Cookson. Sayonara. And Dan. You're a flog, Starburns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you were saving that, were you? I don't like you. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Oh, shit.